It's the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 34. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne Denner. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back in to another episode of the podcast. I want to kick off today's show with some news for our listeners. I'm really excited to announce that we have finally got the Zero Lives Left podcast website up and running. It's now available online. Check it out over at Zero Lives Left Podcast. We're going to have all the previous episodes located over there. We're going to have some more information on our guests. We're going to have some upcoming courses that our listeners can actually take part in. And I'm really excited to announce we're going to be kicking it off with my first ever online course on how to start your own podcast. So if you're somebody who's listening into the show, maybe you'd love to get a podcast up and running. I've got a course just for you and I'm going to be making another announcement on when it's available very soon but you're going to be able to find out all the details over at the website zero lives left podcast.com if this is your first time tuning into the show and you've never heard about this podcast before maybe you've seen something on social media maybe one of our guests has shared a link let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here Each episode, we bring you no-nonsense, real, right-to-the-point podcast banter on business, career, and life. Maybe you're somebody who's always wanted to start a business or get started in a particular career path. This podcast provides you with real, practical advice and tips that you can apply to help you succeed on your business, career, or life journey covering a range of topics and we'll have something which is going to help you along on your way. As always, if there's something you would like me to cover on the show, I would love to hear from you. Please do reach out. Uh, You can drop me an email into the new email address, which is studio at zerolivesleftpodcast.com or you can send me a tweet to at zero lives left over on Twitter. Don't forget reviews are really important and if you're enjoying the show, you like what you hear, please do stop by iTunes, Stitcher Radio or indeed whichever platform you are listening to this podcast on. Reviews are really appreciated and they do help other people find out about the show. As always, today we've got another packed episode for you, so you're definitely going to want to have that old pen and piece of paper handy. We are chatting to Claire Stewart, chartered accountant, author, mentor, and small business advisor. This is a great episode. I'm really excited to bring it to you. Lots of great tips about business, career. If you're somebody who's looking to get started uh, as a professional chartered accountant, maybe you want to start a business, Claire's got lots of great information. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 34 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. 
Claire Stewart is a chartered accountant, finalist in the NI 40 Under 40, small business advisor, mentor, author of 25 Ways to Get Your Business Off to a Good Start. Claire opened her first accountancy practice in 2013. In October 2014, she quickly expanded by opening a new partnership practice with Gilbert Cartmill, becoming Cartmill, Stewart & Co. Claire graduated in 2005 with a degree in business studies and computing and qualified as a chartered accountant in 2009. She has worked in both practice and industry as an accountant. Claire, thank you for taking time to join me on episode 34 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thank you, Wayne. Lovely to be here with you. And we are here in your offices today in Lisbon, and it's great, you know, where we're chatting just before we came onto the podcast about some of your background and your experience, and really your book and things that you've been up to yeah. over the past couple of years. And we're going to get to all of that as we move through the questions. But let's sort of sort of kick off by, you know, you're a partner here in uh, Cartmill Stewart and Co. Chartered Accountant. Can you give our listeners uh, a little bit of an overview on the business? Mm -hmm. So what you guys do here sure. uh, and the kind of services that you provide for customers. Sure. I'll give you a little bit of background first to how Cartmel Stewart came to be. And as you already said, I started my business in 2013 and very quickly expanded. So how did that happen? Well, Gilbert was actually a friend of mine. He had been a friend for quite a few years, actually. And what happened was he was working for himself at home and had been for over 10 years and more and more we started to realize that we we're working on projects together so the more we started to talk the more we realized listen we could do this together we could keep our own clients and we could just bring it all under one roof we could share software costs and it could work really well we could get offices and get staff and all of that so that's exactly what we did some people might look and think flip two competitors became one business but Something I'm, I feel very strongly about is I don't really see other accountants as competitors. I think it's a really bad view to have uh, because I think there's always room to expand just as it's happened with us is that we've became one business. So October 2014 we opened our doors and January 2015 we actually got the office here and that was a real, that was a real pivotal point for us because that's the time just as we opened our doors with an office that's the time we really started to see growth in the practice. So Cartmel Stewart we're quite a modern, I like to think of us as a modern proactive accountancy firm and we offer all of the accountancy services that you would expect from a, a general accountancy practice. We work actually with clients all over the UK to provide um, tax accountancy services as well. So we do such things as personal self-assessment tax returns, we do work for sole traders, partnerships and companies with their annual accounts and management accounts and we also do things like VAT returns, corporation tax and we have quite a busy payroll bureau looking after people's payroll. But one thing about us is that we're really, into we're really big into cloud software and you've probably seen from looking at my social media that we're partners with Zero and with QuickBooks Online. We've taken that approach right from the start because we believe accountancy needs to move into the, the here and now. And it's it's typically been quite an old profession and we want to change that. So what we can do with Zero and QuickBooks is we can look after the implementation, training and the ongoing support of these systems. But if you were to ask me about all the services that we offer, the thing that I see the most value in is what we've started to do most recently in the last couple of years, and that more around the business mentoring and business strategy side of things. So yes, I know the numbers. We know we know how to crunch the numbers. We know how to save you tech. But the real value is in helping business owners 
make better decisions and supporting them in the whole process. And something that I've come to realise more and more is that for the business owner, the business is just a vehicle to reach personal goals. So it should never be it should never be anything other than that. And I always start, if I meet a new client, I always start and I say, what are your personal goals? And they always kind of look at me and think, why is she asking me that? That's a bit nosy. But in order for us to get the business to where it needs to be, I need to know what, what are your personal goals for the future? Because it's just a vehicle to get there. So that's a wee bit of a background about the company. Um, Gilbert's very techy. He's very into IT. I'm very into marketing. So the partnership works really well and we've got a good mix there. A really good team player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, so now correct me if I'm wrong. I've done a little bit of my homework here. Um, you've always wanted to be a chartered accountant. <laughs> and However, the old VHS tape from the school library, perhaps with the stereotypical <laughs> middle-aged accountant from times gone by, didn't actually really appeal to you, nor would it appeal to no. me either. You wanted to be different, and I love that you're different, and you wanted to change perception. So what's your plan? Well, I like that you, you say I am different, and I hope that comes across, because back to the VHS tape, um, <laughs> my best friend at the time were about 14, and we had a careers class, and every, you know the careers teacher was up at the front of the class, and he said, now I want you all to think about what you want to do, and this weekend we're going to take home a video of the career that you want so I thought great I'll pick up the accountancy DVD or video as it was back then and I was staying at my friend's house that Friday night and I took it home and she put it into the old video player and she said Claire you cannot be an accountant look at this guy you actually can't do this but there was something in me that that didn't go away and I thought no this is definitely what I want to pursue but I'm not going to be this type of guy I'm going to be different and you asked me there about a plan um, you know what is the plan what was the plan to be honest, rightly or wrongly, I never really had a plan. And that seems totally disorganised looking back and it seems to go against all I tell our clients to do and, and all, our, all I tell our clients to be. But for me, that it was, it was something that happened quite quickly. It was something that there wasn't an awful lot of thought put into. And if I think of the here and now, it's, it's quite progressive. So I would say, what's the plan? The plan is to always evolve and to always change and to, to be a better version of me. I wanted to bring a freshness, youthful, youthfulness and energy to the profession. And I hope this is something that I continue to do. And for me, I'm an accountant. Yes, I do accounts, I do tax, but it doesn't stop there. I'm involved quite a bit with women in business and mentoring and all that type of thing and I'll talk about that later. But it's been an amazing journey for me so far and I don't think it's I don't think I am where I want to be, but I've certainly made a good progression. One of the things I always say to people that you know, you can put things down on paper and we talked about this before we before we came on to record this away in ourselves, but you can put a lot of things down on paper, but the route and the journey can change very, very quickly. And that can either be because um, something happens at home in your personal life. It could be because um, a customer demands something completely different you've never thought about, or it's because maybe you have a passion to do something else. So I would always say, yes, have a plan, that's great, but don't be afraid to take a different route along the way either. And that's exactly what you have done. And I feel like that's what I have done too. It was never my intention to go into partnership. In fact, whenever I said to my dad, oh, I'm going into partnership with somebody to, to, to be an accountancy practice he said Claire you never you never go into partnership it's not something you do it always ends in tears so it was something I was almost advised against but I think it works really well because we bring different things to the table for us so yeah um, hopefully I'm not the stereotypical guy that was on that VHS tape that day and I hope 
that as people um, are clients of mine or as they come in contact with me that they don't just see me as a typical accountant they see me as somebody that can help them in their journey too and that's a big part of the podcast it I is, mean the Zero yeah. Lives podcast is all about really people who maybe are on a journey at the of moment course, yeah. maybe they've stumbled in a particular career path they're not happy maybe they've seen themselves doing something different yeah. and it's important for them to think that you're not pigeonholed into that job for the rest of your life there's yeah. other opportunities if you want to change career if you want to pivot off into something else if you want to start a business for of example course. these are all things that people can do yeah. and that people can achieve now um, like me you don't believe that whenever you achieve something maybe you graduate from university you graduate from college or you get that promotion in that particular job you should sit back and relax you're continually pushing yourself to fulfill your next goal what do you feel um, are some of the important goals that people need to be thinking about again I'm going to bring this back to the whole personal aspect Wayne because um, why did I start my business well it was for a very different reason than the person down the road and looking back whenever I was in employment my goals were very very different it was also a time in my life when I didn't have kids so I have two wee girls now um, five Madison's five and Emily's two and back then whenever I stepped into the career of chartered accountancy all I had to think about was me so it was just about when can I get the next pay rise, when can I get the next job, when can I get the, the next promotion. But that all changes, as you know, when you have children or your home circumstances changed. And I mean, my first goal as, a, as a, an accountant was, of course, to pass my exam. So I'm going to talk about the whole career path shortly. But um, what I had to do was I did my degree in business studies and computing. And at that stage, I applied for a job as a trainee chartered accountant. And I got a job in Lisburn with a firm who are now part of GMA. G, which are a bigger firm now and I studied for four years so I worked for five days during the week and on a Saturday I went to classes down in, in Queens and that was fine because it was only me you know all, all, all the only person who was suffering was my boyfriend at that time and his family had a farm so he was quite happy that I was out of the road on a Saturday and he you know I was never on at him to say oh, come and go somewhere for the day so he was quite happy that I was studying and my goal was to just get my exams but it's amazing how you reach one goal and then suddenly there's hardly any thought for the goal you've just achieved. So next goal for me was to get out of practice because I felt that I didn't know everything there was to know. Don't get me wrong, that was not the, the, the thing at all. But I wanted to get some exposure in another company. So after a few years uh, working as a trainee, I decided that I was going to take up a job in a company called Bedeck. And they do lovely home furnishings. So this was just perfect for, I'm going to be a wee bit sexist here, but it was a perfect for a girl. Perfect job. <laughs> perfect job. Uh, beautiful home interiors, bed linen, just l lovely, lovely uh, products to work with. So I became their company accountant. And one thing I would say about my time there was I had an incredible boss. I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, um, the boss that I had there, and I'm still in touch with him, was the type of person that drew alongside me, allowed me to make mistakes, allowed me to grow as well, and really did shape me into the person that I think I still am, um, gave me a lot of direction. I, I'm always grateful for that. During my time at Bedeck, we got married. That was 2011. Soon after that, I, I guess the goals started to change, and I started to think, well, maybe I could get a pay rise if I went somewhere else. It might help to pay for the house that we're going to buy, and all those types of thoughts came into my head. So. I also thought it would be a good idea for my CV to get some experience in manufacturing and as a management accountant, which is completely different from what I've been doing. So a position came up with a global packaging company in County Armagh. I took on that post and I was there for about two and a half years. And while I was there, 
um, we became pregnant with our first child, Madison. It had always been my desire that down the line I would start my own business. Like many people, I thought, well, it's not the right time. Now, it was never the right time. So what I did was I thought, okay, there's a little one coming along here. What I'll do is I'll ask my boss if there would be any possibility I could slightly reduce my hours or do a shorter working week. So I had that conversation. It was a bit awkward and he declined that request. So that was me back to square one. I w it was a very uncertain time in my life because I thought, what am I going to do? You know, I'm having a child here and I want to be able to spend a wee bit more time with her when she comes along. So I thought to myself, what the heck? No time is the right time. I'm used to maternity pay of £100 a week here. So I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to start my own business. So it was the plan, I say plan, to start working at the kitchen table to start getting clients. Now what I didn't think of was, well, how how am I going to get those clients? Where am I going to start? Because the only accounts that I'd done for people personally was for my mum and my dad, who own their own business as well. So I thought, well, how am I going to get business here if I'm stuck in, if I'm stuck in my kitchen? Um, I don't have any real contacts because networking was never a real big thing back then for some reason. So very quickly changed when I thought I need to get an office. So th this very room actually that we're sitting in now was my first office and in it was just a desk a couple of client chairs and a laptop. So this is where it all started? This is where it all started, in this, in this wee wow. office. And um, I asked my husband very kindly, would he lend me 3,000 pounds? And it was money we were saving to buy a house at that time. And he did, he, he said, of course, it's money there to be used. If you want to start your business, there's the three grand, but we better make it back. <laughs> so with, the with three, interest. Yeah, with interest. <laughs> so with that 3,000 pound, I started a business. And I can honestly say, uh, the first day was a Tuesday. And my mum had uh, Madison for the day. It was the only day that I wasn't busy. And that's the truth. From, from I took that step and I took the risk, um, suddenly I got one client, which led to five, which led to 10. And that was really the first year before Cartmel Stewart became, came along. So, you know, I could have said to myself, well, I'm sticking to the plan here. I have a goal. I want to work for myself. I want to work at home. But I had to realize that, um, I ha had to realize that there was a bigger plan out there. Um, so what I would say is try and align your goals with, you know, what do you actually want to see happen here? And it was it was a great time for me looking back and I and I wouldn't change it. It's interesting though that you talk about the fact that the goals change. The goals and the change. goals change all the time. And also that the importance of having that good boss yeah. at that point. Yeah. And and you know really, you know, how important that is. Totally. Um, in really where you've moved on to. Yeah. And I guess um his name's Brian and I guess um I've learnt a lot from him even employing staff now and I've learnt about his leadership style as well in that allow people room to grow, allow people room to make mistakes and they, they will become a far better person. And I must actually have the conversation with him someday because I don't think he knows how much I did appreciate it and at the time you know I probably thought oh I probably didn't appreciate what I had because he, I, I remember I sat in the office outside his office and I used to, to always ring and say Claire would you pop in and I thought again pop in again but I, I know that it was because he was teaching me he was molding me he was leading me into the accountant that he thought that I should aspire to be and that's, that's definitely what he did. And I think that mentoring is very, very oh, important totally. and I think that's something that people sometimes often overlook, you know, that they, yeah. the mentoring and the opportunities that they can get within organisations to develop themselves professionally yeah. is yeah. really, really important and I think people have to be allowed to make mistakes. Well, I mean, you touched it. on that point. Yeah, and do you know, looking back, I guess, in employment, I always had this bad opinion that it was every man for himself. And the more I have talked to people and the more I have learned, I've realised that that is not the case, that 
It's not every man for himself. People are very, very willing to invest in other people and to do it for free. And that's really why I'm so passionate about the mentoring that I do. You know, I don't get paid for the mentoring through Women in Business, but it's something because of what I have been taught through my mentors, I, I want to be able to pass on as well. And that's one thing I love about this podcast and yeah. the platform that it gives is, you know, I'm able to go out and talk to people like you who are able to come on and share their experiences, their journey, and the people sure. who are listening in then, they're, they're being motivated to maybe mm. think a little bit differently about maybe the journey that they are on and really look at maybe some of the opportunities yeah. that could be passing them by mm. that they're maybe not taking up. So it is really, really interesting to hear that journey, the importance of mentoring, and also the importance of being able to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Yeah. We have something else in common. And when I was doing a little bit of research into your background, um, you also have written a book, mm-hmm. uh, a book that I have downloaded and a book that is on my reading list at the moment to be reading through. And I'm actually quite enjoying it. Tell us about 25 ways to help get your business off to a good start. Now, before you start, this is really, really important because I made crap load of mistakes when yeah. I started my yeah. businesses. I spent money. I wasted money. I didn't know what I was doing half of the time. And I found when I started my business 20 years ago there wasn't a lot of great information yeah. like today we can go onto the internet we can go to social media we can follow people you know I follow a lot of people on social media who inspire me yeah. to do different things we got connected on social media you know we're here <laughs> we're chatting I'm learning about you your business your journey and I'm reading your book at the moment so tell us a little bit about that book the purpose of it and what it does to help business okay again I'm gonna come back to this because I want you to realize that a plan is not the be all and end all I didn't have a plan to write a book I'm not a writer I'm not an author. I don't feel like that I'm really that inspirational in any way. But back when I started my business, a few months after that, I, through chance, I'm going to say, met a guy from England and he became my mentor. He had his own um, accountancy practice many years ago and he was mentoring in, he's, he's actually now mentoring accountants in how to run their practice and how to present themselves and how to grow their profile. So I became one of his students, let's say, and around this time as well, a lot of people were coming to me and say, okay, you've, you've just started your own business. Can you tell me how I can start my own business? And I said to them, listen, I had to really go on to Google and search a load of this stuff out myself. A lot of it's advice that I've been given. A lot of it's self-learned, self-taught, and a lot of it, yes, I do know because I am an accountant, but for a massive part, it's something that you don't you don't have in your repertoire. You don't know how to do these things. So along that time with my mentor, he started to talk about it would be a great idea if you wrote a book. And I said, but Mark, I'm, I'm not a writer. How would I even write any more than a few pages? And he said, well, listen, let's start with a booklet. And I thought, okay, that sounds fine. So what am I going to write about? And he said, well, think about the clients around you and think about the questions that are asking you. They're they're asking you. And I said, well, do you know what they ask me all the time? How do I start a business? What should I think about? What should I do? And what should I not do? So the more I started to think, I thought, well, I'll just start to write this booklet. It could be about 10 pages and that would be great. But as I started to write, I couldn't stop. (laughs) And um, it's now about. I it think, was just flowing out of It was you. just flowing. I think it's a hardback now and it's available as an ebook as well, but I think it's about um, 80 pages or, or maybe slightly more than that. So quite a lot of writing. And that's exactly what it's used for. It's not sold at the moment, although with your influence, I might start to do that. We're going to get it on Amazon. We're going to get it on Amazon. <laughs> but that, that was really the inspiration for it was that I wanted to help those people to stop making the same mistakes that I did. One of the massive mistakes. I made when I started was around pricing. I didn't have a clue how to price 
something like a tax return. I was going with, with what felt right. Oh, £500 sounds too dear, £100 sounds too cheap, so I'll go somewhere in the middle. And there was no rhyme or reason to it. There was no science behind it. And so I started to research pricing myself. All, all, you know, I think whenever you start to look into something, you research it, and that's how you learn. But that's the reason for the book. It's also really good whenever a new client comes to me and it's a business startup and they'll say to me, well, starting a business, is there anything you would advise? And I'm able to set the book in front of them and they kind of go, wow, you've got a book about this. This is brilliant. So it's just something that uh, those people can refer to. It's not a novel by any by any stretch of the imagination. It's very factual and it's basically just a lot of things that you need to consider or think about whenever you're starting a business. So there's sales and marketing, there's um, legal issues, there's accountancy and finance. So a load of stuff brought together there and it's not just all figures. Before you tell me any more about the yeah. book, uh, I know this is going to be difficult. And you know, I've wrote a book as well and people ask me this question from time to time. Wayne, what is the three best tips in your book? Mm. And I've got lots of different tips and just like you have in the book, but if I could say to you today, what is the three best tips that's in that book? that businesses could read today. Action, right off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat, um, number one, get over your fear. And I think fear holds back a lot of people. And I think if you were to say to someone maybe um, who's, who's a lot older now and they've maybe been employed all their life and there's been a few of them where I've said, have you any regrets? And they say, should have, I should have started my own business. And that's all down to fear, whether it's, oh, I, I won't have enough money coming in, whether it's, I'm not, I'm not good enough at what I do. You will never be good enough at what you do. It's a constant evolution and you're constantly evolving and changing. So fear is number one, get over it and take the risk. It has to be a calculated risk, but take the risk. Number two is advice that I was given probably by a girl that you also know, um, Denise, she's now my age, was Denise Cowan. Denise uh, from Digital Den. Yes. Do know Denise. So Denise yes. is a friend of mine and she's also one of the NI 40 under 40 yeah, for this yeah, year. Yeah, of course. Congratulations yes. Denise. But one of the bits of advice that she gave me when I had just started, I, I, our paths crossed and she said, Claire, you need to get out and talk to people, you need to network, you need to get to join groups like Women in Business. And I thought, I don't have time to go out and speak to people. But I very soon realised that there's something called what I, what I refer to as a sales funnel. Okay. And a sales funnel, as you can imagine, all these leads go in at the top and maybe one or two drop down the funnel at the end. And it's all about keeping that funnel filled up. Another bit of advice she gave me was, don't network ultimately to get a sale out of it. And that's so true. If you can um, join these groups in order to be of help to somebody, you will get the business in the long run, but it might be next year, it might be in five years time. And I would always say, don't be that pushy salesperson at those networking events that is the first one to cross your path, mm -hmm. give you your business card. Be there to help people and definitely grow your network. It's, it's a major one. And as, as me and you have connected on LinkedIn, just by growing our network. So really, really it important. pays dividends. The other one is planning an organization. People, when they start a business, and myself included, when I started a business, you think it's always going to be you sitting in the office on your own doing your thing. And you think that processes and procedures aren't important at that stage until you go to get your first member of staff and then you go, oh, how do we do things in here? Well, I know how we do things, but how do I explain that to somebody else? So something that's really important is put the processes in when it's just you because you won't have time to go back. So I look at ourselves now, we're, we're, we're trying to backtrack a little bit on what we haven't done because we're, we're starting to grow our team. So do it now before it gets 
before it gets to that stage. Mistake I made, don't make it yourself. I think those are great tips yeah. and very, very important tips and things that businesses can really, really take away. And if we look at the world of social media, mm. just for a moment, um, you know, people, you know, connect with people on social media. And one of the pettiest that I have is you might have met somebody at a business event and literally you just get back to your office and the first thing they've sent you <laughs> on LinkedIn is so they're trying to sell you a piece of software yeah, or they're yeah. trying to sell you something. Instead of trying to build the relationship exactly. and get to know that individual, get to find out, you know, what sort of things are involved with and then find out a way is there that you can meet them in the real world mm. again but take that conversation offline. Yeah, it, it's massive. The amount of people that I have met online and maybe after many many months we've met for a coffee and that in, in the most part actually that's accounting and that's people that I won't get any sales from but those people are in my network they help me to grow they help my business to grow they might know somebody that I that I need in the future or I might be able to refer someone to somebody they know it all works and Northern Ireland is a very very small place and it works to our advantage for that reason but I, just like you it's a pet hate I you get these uh, requests, maybe from people across the water or from across the world, and two minutes after you connect, you've got the, the email in your inbox, and you're going, really? You know, there's no engagement, yeah. there's nothing. So engage, engage, engage is major. Um, you know, if you see somebody needing a bit of help, put a wee comment up with something that might help them, just the way you do yourself, when you're yeah. the ultimate yeah. um, person to do this, you know, you're you're leading by example and that's what I try to do and I mean yeah. I, I do so many things for people for you know pro bono yeah, just because exactly. you never know where it's going to open no. up an opportunity and yesterday I was in Belfast for uh, you know somebody who's doing actually a bit of work for me at the moment yeah. they needed a bit of support at a meeting mm -hmm. and I said look I tell you what I'll come to yeah. Belfast I don't want anything for it but I'll support you in of that course. meeting and I sat there for two and a half hours but again I believe that it'll come back on me it goes full circle and it'll yeah. always always come back to you and I mean, I, I'm a wee bit like you, I got a request through LinkedIn about two weeks ago and it was from a travel and tourism student and I think she was doing her dissertation or some kind of project and she said, I've noticed that you are an accountant and you might be able to help me with my accountancy module. And you know, the first instinct is to go, well I don't do that. But secondly I thought, hang on, here's a girl who is reaching out, who wants to do her project to the best of her ability and is asking for help and if I can't give her an hour of my time to help her then what's it all about so yeah I got back to her and said yeah let's meet for a coffee and what I say to people is it's always worth a coffee definitely and I think that's really really important yeah. because you never know and I think I've always found that most people are willing to help if you reach definitely. out and I tell a lot of students this look don't mm -hmm. be afraid to go on to LinkedIn and reach out yeah like if you're somebody who's listening to the podcast right now you're graduating from university or maybe you've got the summer holidays free reach out to your LinkedIn network mm -hmm. and see can somebody give you some experience over the summer yeah. like I'm always looking for good people who want to learn a little bit more about the things that I do you know and that's really really important you might not get paid phenomenally well no. but you know what you're going to get really good experience well I'll tell you what happened recently actually just a couple of months ago my old form teacher from high school asked me to come back and do mock interviews again don't get paid for it but I was so excited to get back there was a wee guy that we interviewed that day and he was exceptional and he still he, he stood out in my mind and I actually said to the head teacher afterwards that guy is phenomenal and he said, yep, yeah, he's one to watch. And they passed that feedback on to that, to that guy. And a few days later, I got a card in the post. This was really impressive. A card in the post with his phone number and a thank you note to say, thank you for taking the time. I really valued what you said. Who knows where that could take that guy. Someday I might be looking for somebody and he could be that person. That's brilliant. Um, really, really yeah. lovely to see something like that. And what happening. did that cost? A little bit of thinking? 
buy the yeah, card, stick a stamp exactly. on it, write a, write a note inside, send it to you to your work exactly. address. Brilliant. Brilliant. But look at the impact that that's had on you. It had such an love impact. Love it. Absolutely love yeah. it. And I think that's something that you know people who are listening into the podcast right now can think about. Sure. And again, you meet people, follow up, but try to make it personal. Yeah. And he made it personal. He right? definitely He did. didn't try to, you know, but it was very, very personal. I like that. It's he really, really far. important. Yeah. <laughs> now, that actually leads us on to our next question. Funny enough, you always ask people when you meet them, what's your why? I find that interesting. Uh, really, really interesting, in fact. Why such a question? Why such a question? Well, I think my why is totally different to somebody else's. For example, I have a client, and whenever I say to her, you know, you could make more money in this business, constantly comes back and says, but that's not my aim. My aim is to make a little bit of money, then I can give it back to charity. So you have to be very careful with businesses' aims and objectives too, that you're not just money, 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 push, push, push. And as an accountant, that is obviously what my job is. Make more money, pay less tax. That's what I'm supposed to do. But that's not her why. So I look at what my why is, and I'll tie this in with the next question a wee bit, Wayne, in that in January I went to a workshop and it was quite um, strange as to the reason I was there. But I was there in January and I wasn't even going to go to this workshop and it was called In Shine Out. And some of you who are listening will probably know Kate Marshall and Sharon James, who were the two ladies who were doing that workshop. And I wasn't going to go because I thought January is my busiest time of year. I don't have time to take a Saturday out to do this all day Saturday. But I, something in me just thought, I'll just go because it was at Galgorm Resort and Spa. I was thinking about jumping into Not the hot tub. Not a bad place to hang out. But <laughs> no spa <laughs> that day. But I went along and it made me realise what my why was again. Because I think you start your business, you're very clear the reason why you're doing it. And your, your goals are very clear your aims are very clear and you know the direction you're going but nearly five years in I needed that time out again to realize bring me back again to what was my why so my why is I started this business initially and went into partnership later on for my children to spend more time with my kids to have a better family um, life to have a better work-life balance and whenever I looked at myself in January at that workshop I thought you are so far removed from where you wanted to be it's not even funny. And brought me back to that realisation that, as I said in the first question, your business is just a vehicle to reach your personal goals. And I suddenly realised I'd done this for my girls to spend more time with them. Yes, I'd done it to make money, but that wasn't my ultimate aim. So I'm always interested in the journey and how I started this journey and my backstory, as you would call it, and we've spoke a bit about how I, I got to be there because I was going on maternity leave and having a baby and all that there. But I'm always interested in, yes, I know you're a solicitor. I know you run a web design agency, but why? Why, how did you get here? What's your story? You know, what's your background? What's your journey so far? And it's lovely to meet up with those people again, maybe in three, four years' time. And their their direction has totally changed again. And yeah. we were talking about this again before we came on air that the direction your business has went is totally different. Completely. And for me as well, because yes, I wanted to be an accountant, but I never thought that I'd be mentoring people. I never thought I'd be sitting on um, like boards of clients. So I I joined clients. Um, board of directors and things like that and I help them through different things that are going on there so it's just so interesting to know the person and another another question that I love asking people is you know who are you and what do you do and they always say well I'm Claire and I'm a chartered accountant and I say no but who are you you know what are your interests outside of that and it's it's something that people always answer with the job that they do mm -hmm. who are you yeah. oh well I am such and such and that's the job I do but actually I want to know what the person behind behind that business is and yeah that I just find it so interesting to find out those stories of how people began 
on their journey. And it's always interesting to hear, like you know, that even though you're the chartered accountant, mm. your business is so multifaceted. There's yeah. so many different strands to it, like mentoring and yeah. you know, on boards and all that sort of stuff. Well, so we also run quite a lot of events, and probably our most successful was in September last year when I thought, let's get all the ladies together and have an inspirational dessert night. So. There was about 70 or 80 ladies in the room and we had two speakers who came along who were fantastic. And it was just a chance for us girls to get together in an informal environment and just learn from one another and share. And in fact, there was a couple, I was, down, it was downstairs in the cafe here, if you know the setup, there's a restaurant downstairs and we had it down there and the room was set up really beautifully. And some of the waiters actually that night said, why would you not invite the guys along? That was really, really helpful. And yes, I will do that. It was just something really on, on my mind to do that night and it was really, really good. So what's coming up for us um, in terms of events is we're going to be running zero workshops, like lunchtime sessions. So a lot of people use zero software and they're maybe not sure how to use it to the best in the best way. So we're going to start those probably in June time and they will be open to clients and non-clients alike. So that's going to be really exciting to get that sorted as well. So people who are listening into the podcast, yeah, maybe sure. run a small business in Northern Ireland, maybe you want to come along to those workshops. We're yeah. going to talk in a couple of moments about where to find those details. Yeah. Um, because I think that's actually a very, very good point. A lot of people are still using, and we're not going to digress that much, but using archaic accountancy practices yeah. within their organisations. Yeah. We were talking about this as well. They haven't moved to 2018. Exactly. And there are so many great platforms and tools out there that you can use. Um, I came across Receipt Bank, mm, you know, fantastic. things like that that just make yep. your, your life a little bit easier. So you don't need to hold the, the receipts in the shoebox now exactly. for five years. You can maybe upload them to the cloud somewhere yeah. and they can be accessed at a later date. Now, on this show, we have a lot of people who listen in who are graduates, you know, career changers. Yep. Uh, maybe they're at university right now. They're studying a particular course. Maybe, in fact, we have people listening in who are studying to become uh, chartered accountants and chartered accountants of the future. Any tips for someone who's looking to, to get their foot in the door, get a career started as a chartered accountant. You mentioned earlier on about your journey, but yeah. um, what sort of things would you, sort of three things that you would recommend to somebody today? Um, if somebody's thinking about chartered accountancy now, it's a bit different to when I was exploring the whole thing because you no longer have, need to have to have a degree. So what I would advise is that go onto the charteredaccountants.ie website is where you get a lot of information about it. So you can go straight into your training from your GCSEs. How I would recommend you do that is to look into the Accountancy Technician course and do a couple of years with them before you move to your chartered. You can also have a complete change of course now so you don't have to have an accountancy degree. You, for example you could have an, an engineering degree and you can now transfer that across into accountancy and you can do your, your training that way. So I would always say it's never too late. If it's something that's always been in your mind to be an accountant it's never too late. It's quite easily transferred nowadays. And it's so important though that people you know think about those options it and those is, that are, because yeah. you don't te ne technically need to go down the traditional route there's maybe an opportunity as you mentioned as an accountancy technician to get your sort of head around what mm. happens in the industry and how to do certain things and it is so important for businesses to have skilled people within their organizations who can can do a lot of these well i mean we have an accountant technician in at the moment there and she's really enjoying the course and she's in her first year so it's a way for her to dip her foot in the water dip her toe in the water should i say and explore if it's something that she wants to do for the rest of her life without having to commit to three or four years of study. I, I think the whole career of a chartered accountant, you can you can use it in so many different industries. So if you look uh, across the UK and indeed across the world, there are so many big players in business and they've initially qualified as a chartered accountant. So it's something that can be really put to good use because you're getting so much of a background in business with that training and with, with, with that 
um, chartered qualification that I would definitely recommend it. And of course the industry has changed, Claire. I mean, I remember when I started off my first business, I remember going to a, to a well-known accountancy practice here in Northern Ireland, no names mentioned. And it was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a lot of people in suits and sort of, yeah. you know, talking about a lot of sort of financial stuff that I really didn't understand. And I'm yeah. pleased to see, and I've been following your journey online and looking at some of the content that you're putting out there. You're making it user friendly for the business mm. and that's really, really important because businesses can feel this end of business very overwhelming yeah. and it's like, I know nothing about the numbers, exactly. I don't know anything about balance sheets and profit and loss accounts yeah. and all this kind of stuff. This is where I think from that point of view, if we can make it user friendly and easy for the businesses to understand, I think that's where the opportunities lie and that's what you guys are doing. Yeah, well it's so important to make uh, clients feel at ease because so many people come through the doors to see me for the first time and they've got this nervous... Um, you know, hunched shoulders, really, really just nervous about the whole thing. And I just say, now, come in and relax. Let's get you a coffee. Let's talk about your journey again, some buns. Let's talk about your journey and see exactly where you've been and where you plan to go. And I think they come through the door thinking, she's going to ask me about figures and she's going to ask me what my profit is. And I don't know all that. And they don't necessarily need to know all everything there is to know. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I think it's really, really important. Yeah. Really, really important. So finally, how is 2018 shaping up for you? I mean, we're into May right now. What are some of the goals that you're hoping to achieve this year? Well, touching a wee bit on what I've already said, this year for me is to realign where I'm going personally. Life balance is a massive issue for me and I think if everybody's honest, it's, it's, a, it's a massive issue for most people who own their own business. So for me, it's just about trying to come back to why I've done this in the first place. I've, I've put in place things like an out-of-office reply, which sounds really, really I simple. I got that, actually, that you only <laughs> check your emails at yeah. certain times of the day, and I actually hadn't seen that before. Yeah. You used it in that way, and I thought, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I'd, um, some people might think it's a bit rude, but I, I was finding I that... Thought, I liked it. I was finding that I was checking my emails constantly during the day and not getting anything done and having to go home at night and, and sit up all night basically to get the work done. So I thought I have to put things in place here that are going to help me get more done while I'm at work so that I can spend the time with, with the girls at home. Now, I know, Wayne, that me and you email at one o'clock in the morning. Yes. It still happens. I am not perfect. Yes. <laughs> but 2008 is my year to really try and align things, get procedures in place, get the staff up to speed with what I'm doing so that I can take a little bit more time at home. Yeah, really, so, really important yeah. to take that time offline, to, to yeah. spend time with the family. I mean, I'm constantly on Instagram and Twitter. It's, yeah. it, it takes over your life yeah. and you do need to be there. That, yeah. that's, that's the unfortunate thing about today. If you're not on social media, you're not there at all. Yeah. So um, there needs to be a certain degree of that, but I just need to draw back a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I remember Paul Clark from UTV yeah. saying to me at one point in an interview, he says, um, you control the social media, not the other way around. Exactly. And I thought that was a very, very good point. Yeah. And I always sort of remember that. It stuck in my head. And it's so true yeah. because it can become so intrusive in all aspects of your life. Mm. And you're thinking then, and it's so easy to pick up the phone and be checking yeah. it all the time. And really, I have to sort of look at my behavior as well sometimes, particularly with younger kids. Yeah. I want to be setting good <laughs> examples as a dad, you know, that we're not letting the technology take over and all that sort of stuff. Now, before we finish up, a couple of things just to wrap up with. If we have small businesses who are listening into this show today, maybe they're starting a business for the first time, they're looking to get some advice, they don't have an accountancy firm working with them at all times, how can people find out about you, the things you do? Um, how do they get in touch? There's a lot of ways you can get in touch with us. So you can uh, call us firstly on 9252 8710. You can email at info at cartmillstuart.co.uk and you can 
visit the website at cartmillstuart.co.uk and if you want to connect with me personally you can reach me on LinkedIn and Twitter it's Claire Stewart CA um, I've also just recently started a business blog on Instagram I haven't had much time to push that but it's something I intend to do and it's really just about it's a woman's blog for people who are in business maybe moms or maybe people who have just started their own business to try and get a wee bit of a guidance and support really so you can definitely connect with me on that and it's ladies side by side with a underscore in between each word and what about the events coming up do we have a date on that uh, zero event coming up we or? don't have a date but it's going to be June and if you want to email me through um, at claire at cartmillstuart.co.uk I can add you to the mailing list to keep you informed. There's, there's quite a lot of interest already and we're going to keep that to groups of six in order to keep it quite um, personal and to allow room for discussion as well. Brilliant. Well it's been great hearing your story Clara, hearing your journey. Lots of great information there for people to take away, things for people to think about and I know there will be some people making notes about what we've discussed on this podcast. Also people can download your book from the the website, the free ebook, that's important yeah, to, yeah. that's there. Or you, you can download it from Twitter as yeah, well. It's free right now. When it goes to Amazon, <laughs> it's not going to be free. So you get it now it's uh, free. When, it's, when it's there. Uh, it's a great read. I'm reading through it at the moment and I'm finding there's some great stuff in there really that's helping my business as well. I think we'll definitely do a follow-up episode at some point, get you back on. Yeah, we'll sure. talk about something else in relation to the accountancy end of business, which we, for those small businesses who are listening, would be really, really good as well. Mm-hmm. But I want to thank you for taking time out today to join me on episode 34 of thank the Zero so Life. Alright, hope you enjoyed that interview with Claire Stewart. Lots of great takeaways. I think I've wrote two to three pages uh, of takeaway points as I was re-listening to the episode. Uh, some of my key takeaways that I want to share is, you know, don't see other businesses as competitors. Remember that the business is just the vehicle to reach personal goals. Absolutely love that. Never thought about it like that. Sort of never had, you know, understood it in that way. You know, thinking about what are your personal goals? What's the plan? Have you got a plan? Many people don't. Um, Are you evolving and are you open to change? Change is really, really important. And it's important as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as solopreneurs, that we adapt to change because change can be a good thing. I've always found it to be a great thing. You could put a lot of things down on paper. Many people write their ideas down on paper. They write it on a whiteboard. Uh, They put it up on a vision board. And these things are great. It's always good to, to get those ideas out, to write those goals down. But remember, the route and the journey can change. And I think that's that's something really, really important there to think about the route and the journey. They can change. So be open to change and be open to moving maybe on to a different route. Have a plan, but don't be afraid to take a different route. Absolutely love that. Personal aspects of goals. Are you aligning those goals with what you want to happen? Remember that a plan is not the be all and end all. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Get over your fear so maybe you're somebody who's listening into this podcast you know maybe you're working for a company or an organization maybe you've got this burning sensation in your belly to start a business you know that you want this to happen you know that you can make this a success but maybe you've got that fear and that fear is holding you back remember fear holds a lot of people back so take a risk take a calculated 
the risk, as Claire says. You know, network, put yourself out there, meet people. Uh, but don't be networking just to make a sale, you know, just to generate revenue, just to generate money. Yes, we all need to generate revenue. We all need to generate money. But look at the relationship. Find ways to build the relationship. It might take a couple of weeks, might take a couple of months. In some cases, it might take a couple of years. But network build a relationship and don't be following up trying to sell people stuff all the time and ask yourself that all-important question what is your why what an episode my friends lots of great takeaways Uh, i'm certainly going to be implementing some of this stuff into my business and also my outlook in life don't forget claire is a finalist in the ni 40 under 40 so give that a quick google Uh, if you enjoyed this episode make sure you vote for claire don't forget to check out claire's website over at cartmillstuart.co.uk As always, if you've enjoyed this episode of the show, please do rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or indeed whichever platform you are listening to this podcast on. Reviews are really, really important. Uh, and they do help other people find out about the show. Don't forget to check out the new podcast website. I'm really excited about it. You can find it over at Zero Lives Left Podcast. If there's something you would like me to cover on the show, I would love to hear from you. Please do reach out. You can drop me an email into studio at zero lives left podcast.com. You can send me a tweet over at zero lives left. We're on Facebook. Really, really easy to find. I want to thank you once again for tuning in to this episode of the show. We're going to be coming back very soon with episode 35 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.